everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. Mitten, welcome back to Backstory Sessions. We are so excited to, you know, touch base with you and uh, see what's been happening in with Kim since um, we last spoke. I think that, um, you know, we were in the middle of the pandemic at that time, but things are starting to open up a little. So, you know, catch us up to speed. What's what's been going on at the Ugly Mug or uh, with any other ventures that you have? Hey guys, um, thanks. First of all, thanks for having me back. Um, well, since I last spoke or met with you guys, I mean, my business has has picked up, and I mean, we're staying <laughs> slammed pretty much all the time, which is a great thing. Um, we've yeah. not slowed down at all. Just keep on trucking. <laughs> what do you? So some new products there um, that you would recommend the listeners to come in and try out. Well, um, you know, like each, we have seasonal drinks, so uh, we change the menu for like the holiday menu, like at Christmas time, and then we do a February menu for Valentine's Day. Um, right now, we're on the March menu, which has a lot of um, St. Patty's Day themed, you know, named drinks on it, so we switch it up a little bit. Um, I think... I'll have to look back at my calendar from the previous years, but um, usually in April is when we switch over to the spring and summer menu. So there's lots of fun stuff coming up. Um, Lots of the fruity lemonades will be coming back. The lavender lemonade, everybody loves that one. So, uh, you know, we just switch it up seasonally. Well, I love the lemonades, so I'm glad to hear that that's almost time for those. Uh Oh, and the bubble tea will be back, too. The boba, that's really popular with everybody, so those are always fun. Yeah. So what would you do, Matt? What What is bubble tea? No, but uh, I've had that before. It is actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so what do you attribute the uptick in business from i mean just word of mouth i mean the really like we did close down a couple of months the very beginning of the pandemic in 2020 which um i felt like i had to do because you know the world was going crazy nobody knew what was going on and so we we closed down for a couple of months but i mean it really didn't hurt us thankfully um I don't know if it's because, you know, coffee is such a take-and-go thing anyway most of the time. I mean, I have a lot of customers that come in and have meetings and college students that come study and play games and hang out. But, I mean, across the board, coffee is usually a take-and-go item. I mean, you know, people grab it and go to work, go wherever they're going. So, I think that's one thing that really um, helped my business is that... When we, when we had to do curbside or takeout only, it, it really didn't change much because we did a lot of that anyway. But, um, I mean, we've just stayed busy, thankfully. The the whole coronavirus thing's not really hurt us at all. That's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear that. And 
you know, I'm sure you are too. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I know other places haven't been that lucky, and I was scared, but you know, I just kept on going and tried to switch things up to kind of, um, you know, go with the flow, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. to, to all the changes. Yeah, you were talking about maybe getting some food in there. Have you done anything with that? Um, we we used to do sandwiches and stuff, but we're actually so busy with drinks now. We don't have time to do that. Um, we do have baked goods like muffins and things every day, but we just don't have time to do the food anymore, which is okay with me. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to, I'd rather much do drinks than, than food, but yeah, we just don't have time to do the food and, and all that. So we're just sticking to drinks now and baked items. Is the margin on drinks higher than it is on food? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, initially, I did food, just trying to think of ideas, you know, because when you, when you open a business, things, they pop, they're popping at first, and then once the new wears off, it's kind of like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I've got to think of other ways to get money in here. So then that's why I went the food route with sandwiches. But now it's leveled off, and the drinks are, we're slammed with drinks, and we just don't have to worry about the food anymore. Um Back in the the fall, I started doing like vintage clothing, right? Um, and that's went well, especially with you know a lot of the crowd that comes in my shop. The younger we have older, you know, people too. Everybody likes coffee for the most part, but um, we do have a lot of college students that come in and high school students and thrift and vintage clothes is all the rage now, and that's something that I've always loved. So. I love being able to go out and shop and find cool things and bring it back to my shop. And then, you know, that's went well with, with everyone too. They really love looking through my new, um, my new finds when I get stuff in. <laughs> Your new old stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Any, any, uh, last time we were there, there was a, uh, a wedding that took place? Anything like that happening? Yes. No, Isaac is the last wedding we've had, but uh, maybe we'll we'll get more. He uh, He's actually the second wedding we've had in the shop, so we can't count out never having another one. Yeah, it may that's, happen. That's true, yeah. yeah. That They're usually good. spontaneous and last minute, too, so it's like, you know, we'll just wait and see if anybody else wants to get hitched at the coffee shop. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, well, we, June is a big wedding month, so, you know. Uh, I know, it may have be somebody coming <laughs> for the summer. Are you... And so, have you found travelers coming, you know, from other places um, that are starting to travel, pick back up, and you're getting I more do. I get lots of, uh, I'll get lots of people heading, like, east toward Asheville, North Carolina, uh, just the east coast in general, Um had a couple that was in around Christmas. I can't remember where they were traveling from. Seems like they were coming from around Wisconsin or somewhere, headed to um, the East Coast for the holidays. But uh, the lady that was the couple, um, the lady wrote me a sweet little note and left her name and where she was from and that she loved the shop. So it's really cool. You know, I get all all kinds of people from different places even different countries that stop in and it's like how did you find how did you find me but a lot of times i mean they'll be traveling through and thank goodness for siri siri will 
steer them my direction. <laughs> so I for the nearest coffee shop, and Siri will send them my way. So <laughs> that's cool. So you have some new employees too. I do. Um, usually, I mean, I've had most of my employees are college students. Um, my schedule that I need help usually works good with their class schedule so we can kind of work around each other um but you know once they graduate and leave the nest (laughs) then I get new college students that come in there and work so I've got three um great gals right now well really four I have a fourth one that works part-time she's got another full-time job so she helps out when I need help but um I have three great ones right now and um They've just been awesome, and the customers love them, and they do a good job. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask. Well, you, I was gonna ask you about that if you had any issues with staffing, because you know, I've heard from you know other people who say they just can't find people to work. And... No, I've been lucky. I've always um, had great employees, and I I constantly get you know messages on social media asking if I'm hiring. So that's never been a problem for me. It's really probably because it's a job that attracts, you know, younger people that just need a little part-time job most of the time. Yeah. Um, So I've never had a, (laughs) yeah, I've never had a problem, you know, finding anyone to work. So that's been great. That's good. What about supplies, like cups and things like that? That has been a problem at times. Uh, I don't know. There's some sort of cup shortage that has been going on for months. And, like, uh, the plastic cups that my cold and frozen drinks go in, I like, they'll go out of stock, and I can't find them anywhere. And then I'll have trouble finding the lids that fit. And then recently I've had trouble finding uh, the paper cups for the hot drinks. So I don't know what the deal is with cups and straws but there's definitely a shortage going on right now (laughs) and it's been a headache for me at times and I have to apologize to my customers you know but I can't some things I just can't help and uh, some of the syrups I can't get you know they go out of stock or on back order or something it's just been crazy crazy time with the the stock of things and the shipping (laughs) yeah Yeah. sure So any uh, plans of like, I know Starbucks is doing away with their cups and at some dates and people just bring their own mug, I guess. Um, I've always done that. If somebody wants to bring in like their own little travel cup or like those Yeti type cups or something, if they have their own cup, um, we give them 10% off. So we've always done that. Great. Wow, I, I didn't realize that that was a thing. I mean, I, I understand filling people's cups, but I didn't realize Starbucks was getting rid of theirs. Yeah. I didn't know either. I don't. Oh, I'm a breaking news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the breaking news of Starbucks. But yeah. Somebody brings their own cups and we give them a little discount because, you know, it's helping us out too. Well, yeah. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, Kim's ahead of, like, you're a visionary, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, I, I, your son, I, I know this is, like, a little bit off, but you must be very proud of him because he's a, a little entrepreneur as well. So I'm so I, proud. Yeah. I think we should mention that and, you know, what what he's doing, the service that he has. He, um... 
His name's Caden. He goes to Barberville City School. He'll be 18 next month. I don't know how that happened, but it happened like in the blink of an eye. He's grown and he's getting ready to graduate high school and he'll be going to Western Kentucky University um, next year. But he has always had an interest in like photography, videography, um, which I have too. Before I opened my shop, I, I dabbled in that a little bit. It's just something I've always liked to do. But um, he's more into the videography side. And he loves doing like sports videography. So he's just up and started his own little business um, back in the fall. Well, when basketball season began. And he has traveled to so many games, you know, on his own. And he's uh, even been hired by some, you know, players to do like videos for their senior portfolio or whatever they send to colleges i don't know how that works really but he has you know done it all himself made his uh, facebook and uh, instagram he's done he's done such an awesome job and i'm so proud of him he's like the best kid ever <laughs> i know that's a total mom thing to say but he's really just blown me away with uh, his willingness to just do it all on his own you know i'm just so proud of him Awesome. Well, it looks like he does really great work. I've I've watched some of the videos and stuff well, that he's thank posted. You. I'll ah. be sure to tell him that. Yeah, he's just done. He's done awesome with it. And um, I think he's going to go into some sort of media major. I'm not real sure the name. I'm not. I don't know. He's talked to me about it a little bit, but um, at WKU. So I'm excited to see where that leads him for sure. Given given uh, our former guest uh, who was on the episode with you, Isaac, uh, giving him a little yeah. competition. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, a senior in high school, um, that's very, I mean, it's very admirable that someone is a self-starter at that age and just... Um, you know, right. going right into doing all the work to, I, I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of work. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he was in school and then he had his own sports practices and then he was going to the games to shoot and then all the editing that goes into it. He's really, I told him, I was like, hey, I'm so impressed with you. I was like in my late 30s when I finally decided to go for, you know, the entrepreneur preneur thing and he's just done it all his own at 17 years old <laughs> has, has he been like hitting you up for advice on different things or how do i do that? um not a, a lot he has some on like social media posts and i've told him you know what has worked for me as far as getting people's interest with the post and the shares and things like that right. um but other than that he's just figured it out on his own <laughs> Nothing about like taxes and all that. Oh, not yet. No, uh. no, he's heard me complain plenty about that. Though. I probably scared into this. <laughs> so, what's next for you? I'm just gonna, you know, keep building my business. And I've been there, well, November 2022 will be eight years, and I'm still going strong. So, I'm gonna stay as long as um everyone will have me here <laughs> I well, love it so much. you'll like never been... get to go any place <laughs> so. i would love to um 
expand, you know, to different places. And I have been asked to open an ugly mug in a few of the surrounding cities. But at this point, I would have to have several clones of myself because I just don't. With all my children and their sports, and there's no way I could do it. But maybe one day down the road when uh, all my kids leave the nest and I'm not too old, <laughs> maybe I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. So any thoughts of expanding the vintage clothing line or any other ideas you're thinking of experimenting with that you might want to you know, give us a sneak peek into. I've actually thought about um, getting some vintage albums in there. Um, oh. I, have a huge, I have a huge collection at my house. That's just kind of my thing. I'm an old soul, and um, my husband and I listen to records all the time. I don't, I don't know any music that's like right now modern music. I couldn't tell you <laughs> anything, but all the classics. Uh, classic rock anything like that i know that's just my that's my jam um but yeah i've been thinking about getting some uh, albums in there to sell i like going to um vintage album stores and going through their collections and you know thrift stores goodwills you can find some good stuff if you just look for it so that might be that might be next on the agenda the ugly mug Interesting. You know, albums are to they're popular right now. Like my daughter, she's in the sixth grade. She's got her own record player in her room, and <laughs> she she borrows my Beatles albums and my Nirvana <laughs> and Pearl Jam. You know, Great. I love that. It's like, I, mom has done something right with you, child. You know. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. I might, I might do that with the shop. You'll never know. Wow. Well, cool. I, I think that would be really cool. I would love to. Uh, yeah, because Kat... Yeah, I know you're a huge music fan too, Kat. <laughs> yes, and I, I, I have my own record player too. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it is hard. Um, it, it's hard to find albums locally, for mm -hmm. sure. I mean, you can order things, but um, it would be nice to be able to go locally and look and buy some so right um, there's a really good um record shop in corbin called white rabbit records on main street they have some great stuff in there my husband and i go in there a lot so yeah you should check that out if you're in corbin awesome wow so on your vintage clothing uh, do you have uh, clothing for males and females both um i do i have male female and all sizes you know i'm I'm always looking for everything when I go thrift uh, shopping around. <laughs> How much... What's been your most surprising find of vintage that you've brought to the shop? Mm, probably um, a lot of the Tommy Hilfiger vintage from the <laughs> 90s when I was in high school. Like <sighs> all that stuff I wore is everybody wants that now and I have looked up and found some <laughs> and it always sells really fast when i get it in the shop too wow how much how much of your time is spent doing that sort of thing like looking for vintage stuff and versus oh just whenever i have free time my husband and i like to go through shopping on the weekends um sometimes i'll go during the week if my kids are at practice or something while i'm waiting on them to pick them up i'll just go shop around so Ah, I see. It's just random. 
Uh, I think last time we talked to you, you said that you were in, I don't know if it's a, uh, uh, like a formal organization or something, but it's like women in the area who uh, own businesses and stuff. It, oh, yeah, it's a little Facebook group. I'm in Eastern Kentucky, uh, women entrepreneur yeah. group. How I mean, how are things going for for the others in the group? About I mean, um, pretty good. A lot of them own like full blown restaurants. Um, yeah. I think I'm the I think I'm the only coffee shop owner in the group, but um, they're doing well. I mean, I've had a few more issues than I've had to deal with, but so far, I mean, everybody's just trucking right along and keeping their head above water. That's good. Good to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, certainly it's been, I, I've enjoyed hearing. I didn't know of all the new updates, but um, I look forward to maybe the albums coming and uh, the vintage clothing. I hope all the listeners, I, I know that'll be a popular thing. So, um, you know, if you have any photos of something that you have that we could put on your um, day that we feature, spotlight it would be great to maybe see something vintage that we could post okay i'll snap some the next time i go down uh, to the shop well this weekend to take groceries and do my normal (laughs) (laughs) my normal sunday routine down there (laughs) all right great well any parting thoughts uh you know got like a couple minutes left but uh you know talk about anything you like uh, for me or Kat or no, for you. anybody? For you, Kim. I think you guys have covered it all. I mean, uh, I really, I've enjoyed doing this. I told my husband this morning, I was like, I've got that podcast today. And he was like, oh, yeah. He loves, you know, podcasts. And he, uh. he was so excited the last time when I got to be on there. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that today. Yeah. What was my sound like cornbread? Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, I, I know. I sound like cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> I got to I got to tell you, that was a uh, pretty popular episode in, uh, yes. you know, in the scheme of things. Uh, got a lot Yay. of downloads for that. So that's good. You and Isaac did really well, and uh, well, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So hopefully we can do something again in the near future. Um, yes, I would love to. Just let me know. All right. Sounds good. Uh, any cat? You got anything else? No, I, I just appreciate you being our guest again, and uh, you know, and also your son. Um, you've been, a, I think, a good model for entrepreneurship, and your daughter. You know, you've done, as you said, the right things because she <laughs> and the, knows who the Beatles are. Um, so, right. I'm doing something right somewhere. She loves classic rock, so um, you are the super mom. (laughs) I wonder what she would say. Hmm. (laughs) I know. I'll have to ask her. (laughs) All right. On that note, we are going to end this podcast. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye. 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 Hey, Drew Farmer, we are so happy to have you back as our guest on Backstory Sessions. Um, 
you know, it's been a while since we talked to you and we just wanted to uh, catch up and see what you were doing. So, uh, welcome. Hello. Hey. So, when we talked last, you uh, were on the Wonder Years and um, you were hoping to be on Stranger Things, which I sort of understand, am I right, that this is ending? Um, Stranger Things is calling it after one more season yep so um i guess as a fan that's pretty how do you feel about that well um i get it because all the characters um are getting older and they're supposed to be playing 15 year olds and they're like 18 19 20 so i get that they're ending it because the the actors are not kids anymore but i am kind of bummed out that this is the last season that they're filming because i'm just a big fan and me and my family are just big fans of stranger things and the community and stuff so i'm guessing that that has not changed you still are a big fan yeah all right um so what has changed Let's get into some of that. What are you um, doing today? Well, I'm still filming for Wonder Years. Um, one recent episode came out last Wednesday. Like, yeah, last Wednesday. Um, and I'm going to be in a couple more, but I can't really tell you a lot about it. But I can right. tell you that, that there's more. Okay. Coming. Awesome. And, um, I haven't been in Stranger Things yet because they haven't been filming. Um. So, hopefully, when they're filming season five, I will at least get to be a background actor in there. And if I get a speaking role, I will freak out because <laughs> um, we, we all will. We'll all be so happy for you. So, yeah. Uh, yes. So, if you hear that, Stranger Things, we would all be very happy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so you also, uh, were on the Waltons. We talked a little bit about that before, but, um, yeah. the Christmas specials. So, mm-hmm. you know, tell us just everything you've been doing. Well, um, I can tell you about one thing, but I can't really tell you a bunch about it. It's, um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of the walking dead. Um, yes. Um, I have been in the episode, some episodes. Um, one has already aired. You can watch it on AMC Plus if you have it in AMC. And I'm going to be on another one. I'm not sure when, but it'll be soon. It, yeah. So what was that like being um, on the set? Because that's a pretty intense um, <laughs> um, series. Well, yeah, it's a it's a pretty intense show, but um, I was in a scene where um, all of the regular kids and um, people go to escape from the zombies. So I wasn't really. It was kind of laid back. It wasn't you know the zombie fighting and blood squirting <laughs> and all that. Yeah, it was, it was just like a just a cute little town and. Um, did you see any of the zombies, like, walking around the set or anything? Um, no, it was more like a, a scene where the main characters were talking about what's going to happen. And, 
like it's it, it was a Halloween episode, so they were like decorating and everything. And um, I was actually a night, and it was in the middle of summer filming for an October scene, so <laughs> I was burning up. Yes, I can imagine. Yeah. Um. So, do you do you watch The Walking Dead? Is that a are you a fan of that show? Well, um, I've watched a couple of seasons, but mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of lost interest around season four. But my mom and dad are huge fans. Um, yeah, and they've continued to watch it. Sure, they know more about me. Well, but, they know more about it. What about um, playing a knight? Is that what you said? Yeah. What's that like? Um, the costume and. Well, um. I had on a regular T-shirt piled up on a knitted sweater and then piled up on a, a pound, two-pound chain, chain link, chain meal of little sweater type thing. And um, I was wearing pants with fur inside of them. I don't know. Wow. Who came up, <laughs> I don't know who came up with that, but um, my legs were very sweaty. And I had to wear a hat. That was also knitted, so <laughs> I was nice and cozy for the summer. And this is in Georgia? Of this yes, summer? it's in Georgia, so it was like 90 uh, degrees. Yeah, wow. Um, but you you enjoy this no matter. You just yeah. tough it out. Because yeah. You're a professional. Because at the end, it you just see yourself and you're like, that's me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how is school going? Um, well, school, I'm still doing online school from Mm -hmm. my, um, school back in Kentucky, but, um, actually next year in August, um, I've got enrolled to a school that's, um, about 20 minutes from where we have our house in Georgia. Um, it's called the Forest School, um, well, I'm going in there in August. We were going in February, but we just decided that it'd be just kind of a waste to come, like, right at the end of the school year. So right. we just decided to start in August when it starts. And it's on the campus of a studio called Trillis, which films all the Marvel movies pretty much. And um, they filmed some Stranger Things stuff there, so... That's pretty cool, and I'm really excited to go there. Yeah. Are you looking – so you'll be in-person school at that at that time? Yeah. Except so are you looking they, forward to that, to being yeah. back in – Yeah, but, what, like, when I – this is a good thing about it, because when I'm on set, I can do online school, like, on my computer. So um, it's, it's just a really cool school, and um, – it's more like um, student-based. The teachers don't really teach you. They guide you through mm-hmm. stuff. Like, um, they want you to make your decision. And there's no wrong answers. You can, like, make your decision if you want that or something else. Um, it does sound a little weird at first. But um, once you read more about it, um, it it's, it's such a really good school. And, um, Matt, I think that sounds like a school that you know. Yeah, that would have that would have worked for me. I just yeah. I would just tell you you probably don't want to like 
you know, just make up answers for tests and things. Yeah. They might not like that. I mean, there is, there <laughs> are, like, math questions. You have the regular school stuff, like math and um, reading and social studies. Yeah. But um, you get to pick your answer, and there's, like, you pick, and the teacher, d- the, well, they call the teacher's guides, and the guide doesn't tell you if you're right or wrong, but you get to pick your decision. Wow, that's interesting. That uh, I would, I would really like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool because uh, it gives you a lot of personal responsibility for your own, you know, your own thoughts and your yes. own development. So yeah. really, cool. Uh, really cool. Um, so uh, what's been the favorite thing of acting, you know, the favorite set, the moment, costume, anything you want to tell us? Well, um even though that um the walking dead it was so hot and i had to wear a night the costume was pretty cool and um there's there's a big thing coming it's um also related to walking dead it's one of the spin-offs coming in this summer um i can't really tell you a lot about it but i can tell you that i was a zombie and <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah um, do you like playing non-human um, characters? Well, it was pretty cool. Yeah. How do you um, prepare yourself since you you haven't <laughs> probably, you know, I'm guessing you haven't met any zombies in real life. But... <laughs> no. So how do you imagine, like, what that character, how do you make it into a what you think is zombie like well um um the makeup artists have to like um paint you and to like look really realistic zombie-ish um but um do they give you so much do they give you like a lot of direction for that like um yeah they tell me what to do and stuff um but, um, do you look good as a zombie? Um, I don't really know. <laughs> Personal preferences. I mean, did did you look scary or? Yeah, like you pretty... still cute or you know? Mm, I look pretty scary. Yeah, I I can imagine, but that's good, right? For a... yeah. Um, yeah. but since we've talked back in November. Um, I have did a couple new things, but my favorite, my favorite filming still has to be Wonder Years because, um, the set is really, really cool. Um, and the TV show is one of my favorite shows ever. Right. Um, So what I see myself in there and my friends actually in the two, um, (laughs) Me, um, us and our moms just kind of freak out, and we, we we love it. It's just, it's such a good community. The characters are nice, um, and the actors, the director's pretty nice, too. Um, yeah. Well, you've, you've been there for quite a, you know, quite a few episodes, so I imagine that you, um, 
you do make friends and, you know, get to spend more time uh, with the same people versus, you know, where you may film another show or a Christmas special or something that might be just a one, you know, a one episode thing. Yeah. Um, and also something else that's come out that I'm in is, um, the Netflix series, um, Sweet Magnolias. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I'm in episode, I think four, three, it's either three or four. Um, I'm a kid at a, um, a church festival type thing. Um, it's not my type of show. It's <laughs> my mom loves it. Yes. It's a... <laughs> I like to call it's it a, quick, a mom. I, guess. I like to call it a mom show. <laughs> she can say, there's my little boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so on the mom show, um, when you're, you know, at the church picnic kind of thing, um, what kind of uh, costume do you have for that? Well, I'm just kind of a basic kid. I'm wearing some shorts from Target <laughs> and, a, and a shirt from Walmart, probably, because we can't have any brands. Um, I'm just wearing some typical summer clothing. It's nothing special. <laughs> okay. Um, so have you met some um, celebrities in any of these sets? Has anybody just, like, been surprisingly there and... Well, um, Wonder Years, but the the kids, um, they're they're always there. But like I said, they're really nice. Yeah. And, and the director, Fred Savage, um, he's really cool, and he was in the original Wonder Years. Oh yeah, yeah. Kevin Arnold. Yeah, Kevin Arnold. And, yeah, and my and my mom just like freaked out when she saw him. <laughs> Yeah, I would too. I mean, you know, he's um, iconic, really, for um, many of us that watched the original Wonder Years. Yeah, Yeah. and Dulé Hill. um, I met him. I talked to him. Um, He's pretty. He's he's cool. (laughs) That's cool. So, last time we talked, you had a crush on Millie Bobby Brown, I think. Is that so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still have a little crush on her. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a picture of her recently. She's looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Have you, you haven't gotten to meet her yet or anything, I guess? No, but no. hopefully I will. Um I follow her on Instagram and all the Stranger Things casts and all of the um, actors. They like post almost every day, yeah. um, and they're just really cool. Uh, if I got to meet, even if it was like the the um, simplest character, like um, Max, yeah, Stranger Things, I'd I'd still freak out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be, that would be um, cool for you. I, I hope. Yeah, that, stranger that, things have happened. <laughs> yeah. I hope that when they do like a rap party, you know, at the end of the show or whatever, that you get invited to that. <laughs> yeah, um, and we're such big fans that on my thirteenth birthday party, which is um, May thirtieth, well, May twenty seventh, actually, 
since season four is coming out on May 27th, we're going to have a birthday party, Stranger Things theme. Um, oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. And it just so happens that it comes out three days before my birthday. So I am so, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I bet. Well, happy yeah. birthday in advance. That's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. And how old are you going to be this year? 13. Oh, wow. Going... Big birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Crossing over to a teenager. <laughs> how do you feel about that? Well, um, I, I kind of like it, but I kind of want to stay 10 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't. <laughs> don't grow There's up too fast, to kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, college, so we talked a little bit about that before, um, you know, are, have you changed your vocational plans or? Um, not really. I still want to go to Georgia Tech. Um, and if, when I do go to the forest school, something really cool about that is I get, um, a free tuition. Like, um, if, when I go to that school and when I go to college in Georgia, um, I don't have to pay for tuition. Wow. Right? That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, they'll think architect. Yeah. And the forest school, they have these things called apprenticeships. I don't know if we talked about this, um, earlier, but, um, basically you get to go places that like, if, when you grow up, you want to work at, like, say I want to be an architect. So, the guides or the teachers takes me, um, they take me to like maybe um, a building site or maybe like a house um, design company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, the people who own the house architect um, company teaches me what they do. And like, um, and they tell me um, what to do and that just like they just they can even probably even bring you to like a fast food place and they'll be like sure here's how you make a burger but, right, yeah, yeah. um so it's very cool that's um really good educational system that lets you um to to get some hands-on training um yeah early on that's really yeah. neat <clears throat> that would be really good Mm-hmm. Well, Drew, it sounds like uh, a lot of incredible things are happening for you. Yeah, it's it's been, um, excuse me, it's been pretty good, um, and it just keeps seems kind of crazy that two years ago I was in, still in Kentucky, um, just got off the of school from coronavirus, and we thought that it was going to end our world, but if Corona didn't happen, COVID nineteen. If that didn't happen, I probably wouldn't be acting because um, my mom, she like, um, since I have an elderly grandmother, like, um, she didn't want to bring in the virus to her. Right. So she, she um, kind of, she didn't retire, but um, she just kind of stopped. But um, I think she may retire, but she said, she said she may want to do some extra maybe be like a sub but mm-hmm. um yeah so if that never happened 
we wouldn't have um, extra time to go to Atlanta and film. So, um, COVID-19 wasn't as bad for me as it is to other people. Well, it sounds like a positive spin on, you know, what was a, a pandemic for the world um, that you and made something I'm, good happen. Yeah, and I'm very grateful that my mom found this for me and that she's got me into acting. And I really appreciate that. Did she tell you to say that? No. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. <laughs> so, um, do you ever have any disagreements about roles that, like, maybe you want to do one and she doesn't think it's good for you or she well, wants you to do one and you don't really want to? Yeah. So, back before I actually started this, it was, like, December of 2020. My mom found a role for Stranger Things, which I was so excited. Um, but um, they needed a stand-in for, I guess, Eleven, Millie Bobby Brown. Um, but my mom knew that they're going to get all these like eight, these eight kids, and they're only going to use like maybe three or four. Right. Um, and so they wanted me to shave my head. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, and I mean, I would have gotten like a thousand dollars, which I mean, that's a lot of money, but um, I wouldn't think that that would be enough. But my mom <laughs> did not want me to shave my head, but for some reason, I, I said, Sure, I'll shave my head. <laughs> and she's like, No, <laughs> so, that, that's one disagreement, but yeah, now, now looking back, I was like. I'm like, um, I would not do that now because you can do background and you can get that same amount of money without not without shaving your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and although hair does grow back, it would have taken some time. It, yeah, it would have. You have really me. gorgeous hair, so yeah, um, it would have took me like five, four or five months to grow back into my regular hair. So. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Well, are you yes, still? Mothers know best. Yeah. Are you still doing the Roblox thing? Yeah. Um, I've kind of took a little break for about a month, but um, I'm going to get back into Roblox making houses because um, it takes me like five hours to make a house, and yeah. that's just, that's just a lot of time. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. That's cool. Well, you know, you gotta gotta keep at it because like. I'm sure you're going to have to come up with some designs for a house if you want to be an architect, so. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd like to offer you opportunity to, you know, to say anything to anyone that you'd like to give a shout out to or. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, um, I'd like to give a shout out to my mom and dad, of course, because they're always there for me and they, if if they weren't here, I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, and like, and shout out to all of the people who believed in me and supported me. Um, and, and, um, uh, shout out to all of the production companies who took me and <laughs> made me. Yeah. yeah. They made very wise decisions. Yes. And, 
to the people who listen who are listening to this um if you want to do background acting all you have to do is go on facebook if you have it and search up background casting companies and background acting roles and i think that um there's going to pop up a bunch of these um background casting companies that um you can sign up for you have to like you know, sign your measurements and your name, your age, um, and all the, but the downside of that is that most of it is either filming in, you know, Atlanta or Los Angeles, and that's a lot in play, but there has been a couple that have been near Kentucky, um, there was one in Corbin, um, a couple months ago that everybody wanted me to do, but I was, Going for something else, so right, yeah. But if you want to be an actor, you're gonna have to practice. You know, either go to acting class or practice some monologues online. You can just look up um, background. I mean, not background, like acting monologues for you to get your knowledge about acting. And um, I think you have to have either an agent or you have to know how to get roles, but um, you have to have an agent to get you the roles, and then they basically um, tell you what to do. I guess I don't have an agent yet, but we're planning on getting one. All right. Um, yeah. They tell you what to do, and they, like, audition. They find auditions, and then you audition. If you don't get it, it's fine. Just keep going. But if you do, good job, and... Um, when you get on set, I have a tip for you. Always listen and um, um, pay attention to the director because I don't. I know a director don't want an actor who's very sloppy and doesn't pay attention because I've experienced that of some kids um, who didn't pay attention and they didn't. Actually, like one or two, actually, like the director said get off because you're you're just making everything <laughs> difficult so yes because time is money That's you know right. for, uh, you got it yeah you gotta pay attention it's like school yeah um well, that is very good advice that applies um you know on and off the set <laughs> yeah <laughs> even in school well, Drew, I am so happy that you joined us today to update us. And, you know, I feel like you're going to be giving speeches, acceptance speeches, but award <laughs> shows and yeah. all kinds of things in the future. So we'll look back on these interviews and they'll be like, these are treasures because we we interviewed him. So <laughs> We knew yeah. him way back when. <laughs> <laughs> when he was 12 yeah. and had a, had a crush on you. Know. <laughs> Now look at him. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But well, we wish you all the best, and we uh, will stay in touch, of course, to yes. uh, you know keep up, keep us updated on everything. And um, mm -hmm. it's been a pleasure talking to you. You're delightful always. <laughs> Is it a pleasure talking to you too? Too. Oh, thank you. We appreciate that. You're welcome. All right. Hey, Mason Mitchell, I want to welcome you to Backstory Sessions again. We are so happy to have you back as our guest. 
So, uh, what have you been up to? Well, lately, I've just been, I got a new job. <laughs> where okay, you were in retail, right? Last yes. Last time we talked, okay. Yes, now I am in retail pharmacy. Oh, retail mm. pharmacy. So do you like that better than retail clothing? I would have will have to say that I think the customers are a little better in pharmacy than where I worked before. <laughs> okay. You have some people cuz there's people that you see like every day and some you're like, and then of course there's some people to where you're like, "Oh my god." But at least cuz now at my job cuz I can work the drive-through and sometimes I can just turn them off to where I can hear them talk anymore. <laughs> and just be like, okay, hold on a second. <laughs> I can't do that before. <laughs> wow, you know, if someone could invent that for life, um, that would be so handy to be able to. Start. It is. I recommend it for everyone. Yeah, I remember last time I had gotten a tattoo and I forgot to mention it, and now I have three. I've <laughs> I'm working wow. my way. All right. Well, you know, we're gonna ask. So tell us about them. Why why did you get them and what did you get and all of that? So my first one I got just because I was like going to college. And the main reason I got it is I got on my wrist. So when I would meet new people, they'd be like, oh, look, you have a tattoo. And I could just start conversations with people. Okay. And it worked. And then I have another one to where me and my best friend, we got matching butterflies on our ankle. And then I got one to match my butterflies on my um, on my opposite leg, just so that it would. The third one didn't really have <laughs> any meaning. It was just so that it could match my other ones. <laughs> now I can't stop. <laughs> you know that brings a balance to you. I feel like. So. Yeah, maybe next time when I come on, I'll have like a full sleeve by then. <laughs> I'll just keep going. There you go. Um, have you found them to be addictive like that, that you just want to keep getting tattoos? Honestly, yeah, because when I got the first one, I was like, I just want one little one, and then I'm done. And then, like, me and my friend, we went, it was her 18th birthday, and we went and got matching ones. And then now I'm like, I just, because I like the way that they look, and then it's always like if people see them, it's a good way, especially when you first meet people. They're like, oh, where did you get that? It's like now I just I like the way they look and I've I've opened the door to something. <laughs> is that we something, hear that? Is that something that you thought you would like? I mean, when you got the first one, did you think, oh well, you know, I'm just getting this one. I'm I'll never do this again or whatever. No, yeah, definitely because the first one and every time I go get one, I think, why am I doing it? Because it really hurts. Oh yeah. <laughs> places that like really hurt and my last one that I got is a lot bigger it took like two hours and I thought when I was sitting there I thought I'm never doing this again I don't know why (laughs) but now I'm like already looking at more like with it and so it's just a it's a whole process yeah yeah I've got I got two and uh you know I keep thinking well that was it I'm not doing anymore and you know, now I'm already thinking of another one, so. Yeah, I know. It's like, then I have, like, pictures that come up on, like, my Instagram or something. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. That would go with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Wow, that looks really cool. <laughs> I wonder yeah, no. if we can get that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how's college going? Well, right now, because <clears throat> I took a semester off because I was planning on going on a trip to Europe that was supposed to be um, back in January, mm-hmm. but then it got canceled because COVID started to kind of spike again. Right. But I'm going back this fall because I was saving up money. But ah. so <laughs> it's been great having the year off, but I know I have to go back, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to go back after taking time on off, but oh, I'm, sure, I'm hoping yeah. hopefully our trip can happen. Cause we're looking at going maybe this fall when I'm on break instead mm-hmm. and fingers crossed <laughs> that there's not something crazy that comes out again right. that pushes it back even more. Like a war or something, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's, uh, uh, where are you going in Europe? Um, We're going to go to, I have a cousin. He lives in Prague, and we're going to go and stay with him for like a week. Oh, wow. You like mm-hmm. that there. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. What else was happening way back when? The boyfriend. Oh, yeah. The pilot there. Unfortunately, me and the pilot have broken up. Oh, no. He's flown away. If there's any men listening, (laughs) that's within my age range. (laughs) I'm single and I have a headshot. Posted. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so, um, what would be a good match for you? Like, uh, what are you looking for? You know, so the listeners, somebody out there might be. Oh, okay, yes. Now, I know I'm not big on height. I'm really big on personality and a good head of hair. I need a guy that wants to go out places that wants to go on trips every now and then and have fun maybe roller skating some mini golf i just need a guy that's gonna that's gonna go out and have fun and just has to follow my lead sometimes so not binge watching netflix or whatever i mean we can definitely do that too i go both ways i have my lazy days but i'm also have my high maintenance days to where i need to Gotcha. Gotcha. I need to be taken out. I can't stay around one area for too long. What age range are we looking at? Let's see. I'm 20 now, so I would say 20 to 25, I guess. Wow, you're 20? I know. I turned 21 this year. Oh, my God. Look out. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I have big plans. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) That's funny. Um, yeah, so uh, have you kept in touch with any of your friends from Camp or any of that? Because we've seen a couple things about different people there. That, uh, In fact, uh, when you did that reading for us way back when, um, that showed up on Kat's Facebook memories or something that was like three years ago i think oh my goodness yeah i do because um the ones that were on with me the first time i came on Mm -hmm. for our senior year i'm still in really good contact with both of those like those two we still one of them i work with it's me and her still see each other every day the other one lives in berea but we make trips back and forth 
and see each other. And then it's weird because there's a lot of people that I wasn't as good of friends with high, like in high school that I wasn't as good of friends with, but I am now. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Like after high school, I've realized that they're cool. I don't know. <laughs> they're more interesting now, I guess, or something. <laughs> uh, just yeah. so you know, I live in Berea, mm -hmm. so, you know, you could say, hey, let's, you know, let's meet a Cracker Barrel for coffee or something. We definitely need to do that sometime. <laughs> Yeah. We'll go out for sushi. That's my friend that lives up there. We're really big into sushi. And uh, okay. <laughs> Not like gas station sushi or anything. Oh, no. Yeah, we okay. like the good. Okay. I, mean, I don't want any yeah. food poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how's the family doing? Everybody's good? Yes, I have a niece now, and I have a nephew on the way. And that's another reason why I was a little late to <laughs> coming on here because my niece had my phone. And so <laughs> I did not. <laughs> she's around the age because I think she will be she's like one and a half, maybe. And so she's at an age to where anything within her reach, she will take All and right. try to put it in her mouth, you know, <laughs> like it's stuff. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, so what's next for you? I mean, you know, you're you're going back to college, I guess, and uh, hopefully going on your trip. Anything else happening? Like, what are you doing this summer? Let's see. This summer, I'm hoping to, I don't because I'm, my family, or my mom and dad, because I've moved out from my mom and dad's house. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, not too far. I'm living with my grandfather now, but it's kind of like oh, we okay. have our own separate yeah. thing. But my family is selling like the house that I grew up in and they're built just because all of us are moved out now and it's mm -hmm. too big for my mom and dad. And so I will probably be helping them <laughs> move and do stuff to their new house this summer. So not too big, exciting of plans, but a lot of change. Yeah, yeah. Save up for that big trip. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely had some money saved up. And then also it's tax season, so I got tax money back. So I'm definitely, I have a good bit of savings. So when I do go, I'm going all out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Yeah, that's cool. That's the way to do it. But yeah, now I guess I'm kind of like an adult and I'm more boring now. I just, <laughs> I work all the time <laughs> and yeah. I study. Yeah. Well, when I go back to school, I'll be doing homework. That's the majority of my life. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I think people are going to want to know, like, what happened with the pilot guy? You, you sounded like you were, you know, everything was good and you were real happy. And, you know, um, if well, you don't mind. I will say that i mean it wasn't a nasty breakup there was maybe some which i don't think he would listen to this anyways so i'll just say <laughs> there was commitment <laughs> issues on his side oh. i brought up not saying that i wanted to get married but i was like could you ever see yourself marry me and he told me he said hmm probably not and, then, wow. and we had almost been dating for a year at that point and i was like okay maybe it's time to yeah. I'm somebody different after that. So did you break up with him or how did that work? Yeah, I broke up with him. Yeah. 
so that was a mu not a not a mutual thing. Was he shocked? He kind of was. He kind of just sat there and he was like, "Okay, if that's how you feel." <laughs> he was like, <laughs> Dude, you said you wouldn't marry me. <laughs> I know. He was like, I didn't mean it like that. And I was like, I don't know how else I can kind of take that. But yeah. Yeah, that's, uh... I mean, okay. Huh. What did you think when he, when he, I like, well, I guess maybe you were just like, all right, buddy. Well, you know, the heck with you. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much. I was like, After okay, because yeah. it took me like a day because i told i went to work and told my co-workers about it i was like is this a normal thing for like <laughs> guys my age to be like uh, not really <laughs> they're I... like no that's definitely <laughs> they're like you should maybe uh oh not be with him anymore <laughs> wow my power just went out <laughs> oh my goodness of all the crazy things that happened in this <laughs> podcast I mean, we've had... Is this your first power outage during a podcast? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually it is. So, anyway, just we'll continue. Cat. I mean, are we still, like, recording yes, the battery? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, so... And the person, you know, the listeners, since I love matchmaking and I have a pretty good record with it um, for others... Um, are you looking for someone that would say yes they might be thinking of marriage after a year is that you're looking for a more serious kind of relationship in the you know in a, in a year or two from now if you dated someone you want them to be oh yeah i think at, maybe at this point i i should probably be looking for someone that's gonna to settle down just I'm looking for long term now, okay. so I need serious inquiry. And I know I said I was boring earlier, but I realized that might make me seem <laughs> not as suitable. I swear, I'm really, I'm really excited once you get to know me. You're definitely not boring at all, Sarah. <laughs> for the listeners, don't yeah, for all the listeners. But but on the other side of that, you don't want to get married like tomorrow. Is that I mean? I was about to say, yeah, I definitely don't want to get. Yeah, not like tomorrow. Yeah, Definitely, yeah, okay. but a year is, um, you know, not like tomorrow, right? I mean, no, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like she's thinking it's in her five year plan or something like that, not like you know, let's, you know, let's meet and then a year later you're gonna get married, kind of thing. Well, she'd have to plan the wedding, which would take like almost another year, but. <laughs> Okay. The wedding would take a while. Yes, so you know, and and a year and a half to two years for I, the listeners. <laughs> I just think you're gonna turn 21 and see, you know, other, you know, see more things, and you know, you're just gonna be living life and whatever. And I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I was about to say that's true. Maybe once because I started thinking, I was like, well, maybe I don't want to be tied down. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's good that uh, that uh, pilot boy didn't want to get married. You know. I know. I, so, I, there's one lucky guy out there because pilot guy, <laughs> Mister Talkin, let me go. <laughs> well, you know, 
good for good for whoever finds you. I mean, you're you're a interesting and very sweet woman. I should say. I was gonna say <laughs> girl, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a woman now. That's Almost right. Yeah. Of drinking age. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> and then if I do meet my future husband, we'll we'll come back for another podcast and we'll invite you guys to the wedding. Well, I yeah. hope, I hope you'll we'll come back. Episode. I hope I hope you'll come back before then. I mean, you know. This could happen anytime, Matt. You know, love does happen. I honestly don't see it happening right away. I mean, it could, I guess, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to speak for you, Mason, but I mean, I just don't think you're going to do it right away yeah that's what a lot of people say especially because both of my siblings got married like relatively young and everyone's like mason's probably not gonna settle down until she's like 30 <laughs> and at the same time i'm like yeah probably <laughs> but do you think oh no i'm gonna you know have six kids by then oh lord i hope not <laughs> <laughs> Especially after, because when my sister first had her kid, I was like, oh my gosh, I won't. And then I, like, realized how much work goes into, I mean, when you have a kid, it's like, yeah, that's life right there. It's like, man, those things take a lot of energy (laughs) and time. Because I see, there's a lot of people that I graduated with that are like, they're pregnant some of them have just like had their first kids and they're getting married and I was like there is no way I could take care of another human being <laughs> like in the state that I am mentally right now so hats off to those well, yeah. right well I mean we're gonna do our best to uh you know find that Mr. Right person for you um but I, I feel like before you said that you last time we interviewed you, you had become wiser. Um, so what would you say from that year until now you have become what? Oh, goodness. That's a tough one because I definitely do feel like I am getting wiser each year i feel like i was maybe a little cocky last year saying that because now i'm like what did i know (laughs) (laughs) i'm definitely um i feel like i definitely enjoy things now from where i work so much i don't like the and from where i moved out from my parents house i don't see them as often i definitely when I'm around my family. I value that time more. So I don't know what word to use for that, but I'm de- I'm more appreciative of okay. like time with my friends and time with my family. I don't take things for granted as often. So I'm I'm living more in the moment now. I would say. Hmm. That seems to be a theme today. We've talked to a bunch of people who have said exactly the same thing: more living in the moment, kind of. That's their attitude and their, you know, their outlook on things. So it's Let's see the year 2022. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just, especially now since stuff is trying to, because at work we've, it's just now to where we're, uh, don't have to wear masks. And so now it's like all the stuff that people have been missing out on and we're like able to do again, kind of. Yeah. So it makes you appreciate it more. 
That's interesting. But are you excited like, to um, Oh, what is it? Sorry. Are you excited now to that the pandemic seems to, or life seems to be getting more back to normal? I am. Because I have been wanting to go to a lot of concerts. There was one that I was going to go to that got canceled, like at the beginning of COVID. And <laughs> I have friends that were going to go and hopefully there's this one band I'm wanting to go see that I really like here soon. And so that's and something I'm excited about. Who is that? Um, they're kind of a not a well-known band. They're called Pine Grove. And it's kind of like folky rock music, I guess. I'm into a lot of weird genres of music. It's <laughs> but they're a really good band. Well, so hopefully uh, that's in my near future. Awesome. I, concerts are good. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely hoping that uh, you get to do more of those things that you have been looking forward to doing, but missing out on because of pandemic. So um, I don't know. I, I, do you have any like words of wisdom um, now that you're a year more wise? wiser um, yeah, yeah what it what would you tell the listeners let's see i would tell the listeners because i've done i would say last year i did a lot of things that did not go as planned for me like i took a year off from school and i never thought that i would just because i always had a set plan once i got out of high school i was like i'm going to college and i'm doing this this and this and sometimes you know, if you veer off from that path, you know, it's not always bad. Sometimes it's good to just take a step back and just let things fall where they lay. Let life take you. And it's like I've met if I didn't take this year off, there's a lot of people that I wouldn't have met. There's a lot of experiences that I wouldn't have had. Like through my job, I've made a my new job. I've made a lot of new friends i've met a lot of new people i've learned a lot of new things being in a pharmacy but it's it's not always a bad thing because i got i like down on myself a lot for not doing things the way i'd originally planned it but it's not always bad when things don't go how you planned it so you just gotta let go sometimes just gotta roll with it at times i guess you just gotta roll with the punches sometimes yeah I mean, I, I, as I recall, when you were in high school, you were pretty driven to, you know, get good grades and, you know, go to college and that sort of thing. And uh, um, it's good that you've, you know, evolved from that, I guess. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with being driven and, you know, wanting a career and going to college and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, if you need to take time off, then... That's what you got to do, right? Yeah, and I feel like a lot of opportunities, which hopefully I'll be able to. I want to travel so bad. And I just keep picking, like, picking the worst times to do it. <laughs> but, like, a, a, a lot of good things can come from taking time off, too. Yeah. And I figured I was like, well, I might as well do it while I'm still young enough to where when I go back into things, it's not really, like, hard. Right, yeah. 
So, I mean, how do you anticipate going back to school? I mean, do you think it'll be difficult to start back up again after the year that you've had, or what's it going to be? Yeah. Year and a half? Yeah, a year and a half, just about it. I think it is going to be hard just because a year without homework and papers <laughs> yeah. has been nice. Yeah. I can't lie. <laughs> Are you gonna... But at I'm excited to get back to do it. Yeah. Are you thinking you're going to live on campus? Uh, no, I think I'm going to stay off campus. Because, I, I mean, I did have a good time being on campus. Mm -hmm. But I kind of like, especially where I work now, like, it wouldn't be as much of a back and forth going to work. And I kind of like that I'm able to see my friends just as much now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with my electric. <laughs> no, you're fine. That's crazy. Uh, Kat, you still there? I am. Uh, what What else you got for Mason? So, Mason, um, I, you know, this is a lot of updates, and um, some some of them I had thought you were going to tell us and then some others I didn't know about but um it seems like you know it's just always a pleasure to interview you and to watch you grow each year or however often we get to you know to catch up so um I I wish you the best for the rest of this year and I hope that you know that you come back uh next year or um Anytime you oh. want to. <laughs> I will definitely be back as long as you guys will have me. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, if the wedding invitation comes, so be it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's not pushing or anything. <laughs> there will definitely be. If, if, some, if Mr. Wright comes from this show, there will be wedding invitations. <laughs> you guys could officiate it for all I care. <laughs> I'd probably cry. Um, so I was going to ask, um, I guess earlier about this, but since what have you given thought to what your um, dream wedding would be like? Oh my gosh, yes. Which I feel like every girl does. Sure, that's what we do. Because mine, because both of my, I have two siblings that are already married, and watching them go through it sometimes I think man I would just almost just elope just to get it over with <laughs> but for my wedding I would definitely have it outside I tell everybody I was like my wedding's gonna be like a party it's gonna be like we're gonna have a dance floor I'm gonna put a lot of money into a good DJ there's and when I was younger there was um one of my cousins, when she got married, she had, like, a pool at her wedding, and everyone, like, jumped in all at the end, and I definitely want something like that, just something crazy to happen, maybe a chocolate fountain, all that good stuff. Cool. Will there be, uh, like, um, what do they call that, where they pull the mattress around with the four-wheeler and 
Oh my gosh, I can definitely work that in. <laughs> I have to think about that, but I will definitely give like mattress surfing rides to anyone that's willing. There you go. Well, that'll be that'll be an Just interesting interesting wedding to attend. And I'll be taking all kinds of pictures, Darren. Memories. Yes. Well, another episode with mason um yeah we're we're really really happy that you came by i know kat and i were both looking forward to catching up with you and uh you know finding out what was happening because uh we don't get to see you nearly as much as we'd like to so yeah no i always love coming on here and talking to you guys yeah it's always always nice to hear what you're up to so we will definitely check in with you again soon. Uh, well, soon-ish. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> soon-ish. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe after you get back from your trip or, well, hopefully. I was going to say, hopefully I'll have more stories ah. when I come back. Lots of new experiences. Yeah. Well, you know, and then you can keep Kat updated on the whole boyfriend thing. Cause, I was going to say, yeah, maybe I'll have a husband by then. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, once we post that picture and, you know, just, um, I'll put a few little things there and, um, I, I suspect, I mean, we have had like, um, someone looking for love on the podcast that, that did actually find their love. Um, I know. I've seen that one. I remember that happening. But that was, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that was because of the podcast though, was it? It was because of the positive energy I created and, oh, oh, I see. and sending that out there, you know, like sending the vibe out to the universe. And... I, I, I got to say, in this case, I mean, I understand that, you know, the whole, you know, wanting to be the uh, matchmaker and all that. I mean, and that's fine, but I mean, I just don't see the whole marriage thing coming into play for a little bit down the road I mean, that's my opinion I'm well, not putting my trust in cats because I have another uh, I do have another now I did actually personally match these two and Matt will know it is true they, they could not be more perfectly matched that is, that is true yeah yeah, yeah that I mean, that is a hundred percent true, and that was going to an Ed Sheeran concert, and I matched <laughs> two totally different people, um, and they they're just perfect for each other, and still together after I don't know, it's been a few years, right? Yeah, um, four years, I guess, almost. Well, there you go. See, those are the kind of vibes I'm needed. <laughs> <laughs> You're too well, young, Mason. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can date, but no marriage. <laughs> no marriage yet. That's my that's, that's my right. promise. Yeah. No marriage anytime soon, Matt. I swear. All right. Cool. I'll, I'll I'll live with that. But you know, if you meet someone, great. Just you know, live in sin or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, okay to get married and plan the wedding. Uh, planning and it's the okay not to. <laughs> planning the wedding is fine, but, you know, just don't set a date. 
Yeah, date won't be set anytime soon. All right, cool. Right. I mean, you at least graduate from college. Yeah, that would that would be the ideal plan. Yeah. yeah. That far into the future. Yeah. All right. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, always always a pleasure to talk to you. I hope we do it again soon. Um, uh, last word, cat. Always a pleasure, Miss Mason, and uh, again, I look forward to catching up. Well, Tamara Henson, welcome back to Backstory Sessions. It's so exciting to have you back so we can catch up. Thank you both for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's, um, you know, we were thinking it's, it's been a while since we've talked with you. Oh yes, it's been it's been a busy, busy season for tattoos. Um, trying to find time for my other hobbies as well. It's been very, uh, very hectic, I would say. So I'm thinking it was. So am I right, Matt? This was it was like pre-pandemic, or? I believe you're right. I think she was. Oh my goodness! You were on <laughs> back way back in the beginning in season one. I'm actually trying to scroll back now and see what that when that might have been. Yeah, because I I'm really thinking that things you know hadn't shut down or any of that at the last conversation, so it gives us a whole lot of catching up to do, really. Okay. Yes. So let's assuming that that's correct. Let's um let's start there. So when the pandemic hit, um. What was that like for um, tattoo and, you know, the business part of that? Well, the, the first thing that happened with, uh, with tattooing is that um, they shut down as part of the Kentucky state uh, measures to control the spread of, of the, uh, the virus. They shut down tattoo studios and salons and a bunch of other of those types of businesses uh, that's what I fall under anyway. So they shut us down, told us it might be a couple weeks um, that we weren't allowed to work. Uh, we were uh, we were discouraged from doing anything because there would be possible arrests, um, possible <laughs> fines, possible pulling of our uh, our uh, permission to work in the state of Kentucky permanently. So there were some pretty hefty, um, hefty threats. I don't want to say threats, but that's pretty much what they came across as to, you know, a workaholic like myself. Um, so they gave us, uh, they said they were going to be off two weeks. And um, the entire time we were off added up to about two and a half months. So all wow. tattoo, yeah, all tattoo studios in the state of Kentucky were shut down for two and a half months. Um, and there, there's no permission to, to tattoo. Therefore there was no booking. There was nothing. So I, I was faced with a two and a half month, um, imposed vacation. So that was, um, exciting and I might've been a little grumpy. <laughs> so how much notice did you have, um, before the shutdown? 
we had a, an inkling that it might happen when they started shutting down other types of businesses, mm-hmm. but the official word that it was going to happen, um, I think we it, I, it was definitely less than a week. Wow. Um, so the official the the official shutdown came, I think it was uh, March 18th. So just a uh, an anniversary of, of some a traumatic mental moment for myself. I <laughs> uh, was just recent. Um, so March 18th at five o'clock, I believe, was the exact time we were supposed to be shut down um, indefinitely, and uh, we were able to open up May, I think, the twenty, uh, the twenty something, toward the end of the month. So it was it was quite a while. Um, so I think we were told maybe two days before that, maybe three days before, uh, I was in contact with the health department and the health inspector um, to confirm that frequently. And I called him pretty much every day for the first month or so of the uh, shutdown. Just making sure I was up to date on stuff. It was exciting. I I say sarcastically. (laughs) Well, um, when you found out you were going to reopen, was that with some restrictions or? Yes, we had plenty of, of COVID-based restrictions. And um, honestly, a lot of those restrictions I have carried over into the um, the post, I don't want to say post-pandemic because it's still sort of going on. But I carried over some of those habits. Um, I started locking my door because I don't have a large enough space for anybody to congregate in the lobby anyway. I removed the chairs from my lobby, and I allowed only one client in at a time. Everybody's wearing masks. Everybody's being very clean. And, and you know, there's, there's basic stuff that, that everybody was required to do. But um, during those, those well, these past, I guess, couple of years almost, it's been some stuff that I have carried over into the post-pandemic process. Um, I had to get very efficient and even more efficient than I had been before. And some of those things I still do, we keep the door locked still. We feel a lot safer. We don't have a lot of people wandering in that don't need to be there. (laughs) Um, And just the, the general cleanliness practices are pretty much the same as before because it's a pretty much a medical type facility is, is how we have to run it. So we were, we were better equipped as a tattoo studio to stay clean and sanitize everything than some businesses were. So did you feel um, like, did you ever think like, what if things don't open back up um, Uh, for six months or, you know, a year well, I knew I knew that I had um, I knew that I had savings that would last a certain length of time, and I also knew how long that time was, and I knew that beyond that time there was zero income, and so you know, you start thinking after they they say it's going to be two weeks and you hit that first month, and they don't tell you when the end's going to be. They don't say it's going to be two and a half months, so I can plan. They just kind of you go day by day, which is. Day by day, week by week, um, it was a, a big test. To it was a test for my faith. It was a test for um, my productivity because I couldn't 
I have the need to not just sit there. So I did a lot of stuff during the shutdown. Um, I ordered some things to try to supplement my income in case, uh, in case I was, I wasn't able to go back in a decent time. I bought some screen printing supplies, um, and just basically tried to be busy every day doing something. Um, I ended up working on and finishing a novel that I had started back in 2014. Um, I ended up publishing that. I revised my very first novel. I changed the format to everything, redid all the covers, and then revised a third of the novels and made a new cover for that too. So all that two and a half months, I got to pretend pretend i'm going to say like that i got to pretend like i made a living doing uh writing which would be my other career that i would like to do full time so So what was that like uh, having that time to revisit writing i got to it was it was really helpful um you don't realize that some things can be a blessing in disguise until you experience them I, I thought I was very upset. I was very stressed. I was concerned because the running of my business was consistent, and that was on. If it, if it stopped for any reason, that was on on me. Um, so because of the the fact that it was a a mandated thing, um, it was nice to get to focus on something else it was a distraction it was it was able to give me a moment to focus on something and ignite a passion for it again that I had had to push away because I was so busy running and setting up the business and making sure that it was successful so it's really it was a good thing for me to get to do I'm very pleased that I got to do it and it's kind of it's lit a fire under me to continue doing that as well well, tell us about the books. That so you have three. That you I have, have, yeah, I have four. I have four published books. Okay. Um, I write sci-fi fantasy. So um, it could it can kind of go back and forth depending on the content of of the story. Uh, my first book that I ever published was uh, it's named The Pathos of Rowan June. It's it's published under my my given name Tamara Henson. And it's about a young man that is raised, bred and raised on a slave ship. And his goal is to help free the slaves and escape. And when he gets his opportunity to escape, um, he makes a, a mistake that costs the life of the slaves he's trying to, uh, to save. So in the process, he um, he crash lands on a planet, and the story is about his coming to terms with the, the horrible thing that he feels like he has personally done and trying to grow and overcome that personal damage that he's caused to himself and to try to become part of the society that he's been welcomed into because they see more potential in him than he sees in himself. So it's more of a coming-of-age kind of adventure story and how long has this been out now i published the first edition of row and june in 2012 okay 
Um, I revised it, of course, in 2020. And so the current edition that I revised, completely updated and, um, and reformatted is the, the permanent complete story that is, that is written as I would be very happy to present it to anybody at this point. So how much did it change from 2012 until you revised it during the pandemic? Oh, it, it changed quite a bit. Um, as far as any skill that you have, um, it improves with time, it improves with use, it improves with practice. So the actual writing itself has improved, and it also ended up expanded by, I think, maybe three or four chapters tacked on to the beginning. I restructured the story so that um, a major part that I, found, I realized that I had glossed over was actually transformed into the beginning of the story. So all that stuff that I said about the, uh, about the ship that he was raised on is actually the beginning of the story now. I was trying to bump it forward when I first wrote it and try to keep it, um, try to keep it a different kind of pace. But I realized that, that a, uh, that a smoother beginning and a, a more of a, an elevated pace works better for the way that I revised it. So lots more content uh, told and made connections in a, in a lot better way from the very beginning instead of having to piece things together so much toward the middle, which it's not a mystery, so we don't have to have to piece together if you begin the story where it starts. I think that's a, that's a Hitchcock axiom is to start the story where the story starts <laughs> instead of putting all the exposition and stuff in there. It was, um, I thought what I was doing was avoiding exposition in the original publication. But in reality, I was avoiding starting where the story starts. So I got, I got in trouble with Hitchcock without him even being able to say it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, do you find yourself in trouble with Hitchcock too? or? Um... Well, I don't, I don't really write mysteries, so, uh, or, you know, that type of genre. So, uh, my stories start wherever my brain decides to plunk down in the middle of something <laughs> or whatever. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, so I looked back and uh, it was actually, we're actually three days short of two years from your first appearance here on the episode. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I did see you after the, uh, pandemic uh when you opened back up it was a while after i think you did another mm -hmm. tattoo for me and uh we did catch up you know a little bit around that time mm -hmm. so uh what else has been going on you've been doing a lot of writing i assume or has it have you like stopped that now <laughs> because you're back in the tattoo shop i sincerely wish that i could do more writing but um, from the day that we reopened in, um, in 2020, mm -hmm. I was booked out, I think, three months at a time for the rest of that year. Yeah, I recall. Which is your... a lot. Yeah. Which, re... which is a lot for, you know, small town tattooing. Yeah. Um, and currently, with the exception of a couple of weeks in the, in the dead winter of, of middle of December, 
I'm usually booked out about a month at a time. Even with the new structure, with the way I'm doing things, it's it's super smooth and super busy. So I write and I work on stories when I can. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe once a week, if I'm lucky, I'll get a chance to sit down and just kind of pour some stuff into a story. And then the rest of the time, I am I'm I'm haggard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm working very diligently on on helping other people have their tattoo dreams and yeah. stuff come true. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you know, you're you're busy. I mean, that's you it's know. not a complaint. It's it's just a thing. It's it's the way it is, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you been able to take any time off since uh, you know your forced uh, vacation? <laughs> um. Yes, I actually took off. I I had. Well, you can't call this a vacation. So, September 11th of 2020, I had my. Uh, I had my gallbladder removed. I took a whole week <laughs> off for that. It's, this is this is how a workaholic vacation, Matt. <laughs> um, so let's see. Last last year, I I took a couple of vacations. Um, I went uh, the the notable vacation where I actually had some significant fun traveling was uh, my fiance and myself went to uh, Colorado. So we we got our first cross-country trip and and spent a couple weeks in Colorado Springs and it was beautiful up there nice and I I say up way up it's very up yeah Yeah. so fiance um, huh yes oh that's that's another development yeah um his name is William he is an amazing man and very good and kind and sweet and funny, all the things you need in a in a good individual to mm-hmm. be your partner. And he does dishes and stuff, I assume, very domesticated. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he works he works very hard for a living and um I apparently don't do dishes as efficiently as he does. <laughs> so if if I get cast out of the kitchen, I'm not going to complain. I know better. <laughs> Well, congratulations on that. When yeah. when is the uh, big day? Have you said? Oh, that? we don't know. Oh, but we're okay. really bad at this part. Oh, I see. <laughs> we, did, we did the hard part. Uh. <laughs> he um he actually proposed on um on Pikes Peak in Colorado. Oh, cool. Aww. So that's we we took our little we we drove. If you're curious, that's 18 hours in a car one way. Um, we didn't kill each other. Mm-hmm. We started dating about two weeks before the pandemic hit and still are together. So that's, that's a testament as well. (laughs) Um, And so we drove to Colorado Springs, had a vacation. I had um, a glorious bout with um, altitude sickness. That was fun. Nice. And, um, and then he, um, he proposed when we took our trip up Pikes Peak which is about 13,000 feet above sea level. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was very romantic, except neither of us could breathe. <laughs> and, and he said that he had nightmares that he dropped the ring over the edge of the mountain. <laughs> so it was, it was great. And I, I got excited when he, when he proposed and tried to, and got like, I was hyperventilating and I was like, that was really bad because I couldn't, you can't, you just, you pass out if you hyperventilated that, that high up. So it was it was really sweet and very and unexpected and just it was fun. It was a great experience. That's awesome. So you don't you 
you just don't know i mean or do you have like some time frame in mind of when it might be or how it's going to happen maybe a year out i think i think another year out is is a good planning point for us yeah the challenge is both of us have a really weird uh works well he's an athletic trainer and i am um a tattoo artist and we work a similar shift so getting off on vacations at the same time and planning all that stuff it's it's been a challenge so we'll figure that out soon Mm. yeah well might i suggest uh the ugly mug Um, (laughs) they have had two weddings there so um you know that would a whole lot of uh that's adorable. <laughs> that would be a very, very, very small group, I think. <laughs> yeah. He keeps naming people, and I keep making a list, and I'm saying, "Honey, you're gonna, you're gonna hate how much a venue that has to house this many people is gonna cost. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you're gonna hate it." Yeah. yeah. Do you have a lot of people on your list? I have I have less people on my list than he has on his oh. list. <laughs> Funny. I was thinking like a, a nice little tight, intimate group of, of, of close people. And he's mentioning um, like somebody he played football with uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> right. Second cousin, twice removed kind of thing. <laughs> yes. And that's fine. That's fine. It's just going to, it's going to be a challenge finding a venue. And I think that's honestly my biggest thing is, is trying to find a place that's reasonable, that, has all the things and we don't even know what kind of a theme we want we are we are are open for all kinds of of planning before we even get to plan the important actual moment Hmm. no it's nice to sit around and say oh you know i'd really like to do this and whatever Mm -hmm. and then oh well what the hell does that cost (laughs) see he's he's the this will be cool and i'm the oh that's gonna hurt so bad I'm 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 very much a a, a guyish mentality on this <laughs> on this situation. It's hey. not that I'm I'm frugal about it, but I'm kind of frugal about it. <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest. You just have uh you know just have a big party and invite everybody and you know call it a day. Oh yeah, by the way, we're I, having a wedding. <laughs> by the way, while we're here. Yeah, since you're all here anyway. <laughs> Well, I mean, you made it 18 hours. Some people say that they, uh, you know, can't tolerate someone that long. So uh, <laughs> that is, that is my limit, 18 hours, and then yeah. <laughs> it's like a minute over. You know, you're you're out. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have gonna have to pull over somewhere and like <laughs> just walk away for a minute. One might not make it back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long true. walk back to back to Kentucky, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, so what else is going on? That is a lot. I mean, I had no idea we had this much catching up to do. All of the excitement. Um, let's see. I have, I don't know. I have so many things that I that I plan and want to do, and so few. So few hours to accomplish it in. Um, we have uh, we have bought a home in Corbin. Uh, we did that just last year, wow. which was se- Septemberish of last year. 
Um, so we got engaged around June, bought a home in September, and um, and pretty much are are kind of still. I didn't realize how long it takes to settle into a home. I think I still have tubs of stuff to put away. <laughs> so we bought a little house and a lawnmower and a weed eater. Wow. And now we have yard work to do. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> well, I, officially, the the we've decided that the the split of the the tasks, uh, the lawn work is not mine. Uh, but other than that, everything <laughs> is going great. Um, honestly, it's been mostly work and mostly uh, mostly some sleep every now and then and. The whole engagement thing. Um, I do have a really big surprise, but I think that I'm going to save that for the next time we visit and talk. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shall build a little suspense with that one. <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, again, hopefully it won't be two years. Uh, <laughs> well, I may have to just put in a little request a little bit sooner next time. <laughs> Wow. Wait, no, no, I need to tell you now. I need to tell you now. <laughs> My mind is thinking of all kinds of things now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that, you know, we'll certainly, uh, you know, all you have to do is let us know and we will definitely have you on. Um, sure. And uh, I do have to come down and see you again soon. Uh, you know, got a couple ideas on something that I might want to, you know, another tattoo I might want to get. Excellent. And you are so right now you're booked out about a month. Is that what you said? Yes. Um, I thought originally that it was going to be because of the busy season as in the tax season, mm-hmm. but it's been, it's been a month out for, um, since 2020 at least. Yeah. Well, well. So that's a, that's a good thing. It's a blessing. I'm able to work constantly and plan things and, not sleep. And I really appreciate yeah, uh, sleep. I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, uh, any any plans on expanding the shop or uh, possibly moving to a new location? Because I mean, you're living in Corbin now. Have you well, I really like my little shop, though. Um, yeah. The plan right now is to is to continue where I'm at in that location. It's the the problem with with any kind of relocation of a tattoo studio is that there is a pretty big expense involved. So, as much money as I've spent getting the building the way I want it for the current studio, right. I'm content for that. And I also like my 30 minute drive back and forth to uh to the shop it's it's good meditation time it's good audible book time it's mm-hmm. good um podcast time <laughs> yes yes <laughs> prayers screaming you know whatever you need to do <laughs> to get to get to that center before you get where you're going <laughs> that's hilarious little little loud singing yeah. off key nobody can hear you or judge you it's, it's nice yeah yeah i hear you so does the fiance have tattoos? Well, officially, he does not. 
<laughs> depending on um, depending on the likelihood of his uh, family listening to this podcast. <laughs> okay. I might have talked a specific client into a full back piece for their first tattoo, though. Wow. <laughs> and this specific and client. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's great. He's he's really he's really fun to 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 pick on though with that kind of stuff because he's not the biggest fan of the the pain level of tattooing. Yeah. But then again, it's it's kind of my fault. It's it's my fault because he described a thing, and I was like, oh, that thing would be awesome if it covered your whole back. Mm. And then he said, no, I think I want it here. And then I said, no, 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 no. I think it would be awesome, and then it was it was my fault. It's my fault <laughs> completely. I, I take full responsibility for it. But well, I got the popular tattoos um, coming back from the pandemic. Um, it's been there. There are several things. Everything is is cyclical with with tattoos. People people have their interests. And then they wane, and then they come back, and they go away. Um, right now, anything with a timepiece and some type of flowers, um, the timepiece representing usually the, the birth of a child, um, with the time being the time the child was born, the name on there, mm-hmm. something like that representing the birth of a child is really popular. Um, and, of course, there's a million different ways to do all of those. Um Flowers, just floral arrangements covering people head to toe are very popular <laughs> um, because they can be they can be original and custom for each person, but they're still relatively feminine and and they flow with the body really well and you can add on to them, you can expand them. Um, small tattoos are always going to be popular if they are quotes um, that are inspiring for that person. Mm. Um, some things that have have gone up in popularity that are kind of surprising to me are uh, different styles of uh, Polynesian style tribal mm. on people who are not getting that from a cult for a cultural reason. Right. Um, the different styles of uh, of full color illustration style artwork. Are, are popular, and of course I do a lot of full color stuff, so so I end up doing a lot of those. Um, a style called trash polka has become really popular in the last five years or so. Um, it's it's yeah, trash polka is sort of if you take newspaper clippings and photorealistic uh, portraits and stuff or animals. And mix them with garish, bright red, paint-looking streaks. <laughs> and it's, it sounds very dramatic and weird when you say it, but if you look up some of the work with that, it, it turns out really neat. Yeah, yeah, I've seen seen a bit of that. Um, so are like uh, tattoos and blacks and grays? I mean, are they always are they still popular, or is that mm-hmm. people leaning towards more color now? I think it's pretty much right down the middle. Um, I spend, I spend, a, I would say almost half of my time either covering up tattoos or reworking existing tattoos that somebody has gotten that they're not happy with. Right, yeah. Or they've gotten the name of a significant other and they're not with that person anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's common. 
Yeah. And it's interesting when it's when it's my stuff. <laughs> when it's when I when I'm like when I had the argument and said, "Are you sure you want this on your body?" And <laughs> you can sit there. The and whole I give time. them reasons why they shouldn't. <laughs> yes, I give them reasons why they shouldn't. And then they come in and they're like, "Well, Tamara, I'm ready for my cover up. You were right. I was wrong." And I, and I just feel kind of bad for that, though. Eh, well. It hurts my feelings for them. But you know, if you cover up a name, if you cover up anything, but I've seen a lot of um, one of my one of my predictions, I think, post uh, pandemic when we reopened, was um, that the people that are tattooing illegally anyway, they're not going to stop tattooing. Right. Which means that that I have a lot more cover-ups to do once the pandemic is over. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was what was going to happen, and I'm not entirely wrong. I can't tell honestly. I can't tell whether it's it's the same. Like I'm still doing about half some sort of fixing or covering up, or whether it is um, or whether it's just more of the same that I've been doing. Because right. people are getting if if they want a tattoo and I can't do it. And I'm not available. It's perfectly understandable that they go somewhere else. And we don't we don't own people. That's that's the problem right. that yeah. that I see a lot. <laughs> we don't own people. <laughs> you you go and you do what you want, and I hope that you are happy with what you get. Yeah. And if not, I'll be there. Well, that that's uh, you know it's good that people come to you to get their tattoos and get them fixed if needed and that you're able to do that i mean i know like covering up tattoos has got to be a little bit harder than doing an original one would you say that's true um i would say that it's a challenge the biggest thing isn't that it's more complex or it's that it's harder uh, the biggest challenge is that it is a loss of options Mm. If, if I have empty skin, you can get almost anything there. If I have a tattoo to cover, then you lose as the client, you lose options. Right. Yeah. And so we have to, it's, a, it's more of a conversation back and forth to create something that works right for that cover up. So it's, it's more of a challenge as to fitting that puzzle together for them and with them than it is if it's an empty skin tattoo. Hmm. I see. All right, Kat, any any uh, last questions for Tamara before we let her go? I'm just glad that we were able to catch up today. It sounds like um, it's been an amazing and adventurous two years for you, and I can't wait until we catch up again and hear the secret news. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be racking her brain. <laughs> Yes. She'll be like, Matt, what do you think it was? (laughs) (laughs) All right. She can make a list, but I can't say one way or the other. (laughs) Okay, well, you know, give us a few things. um... (laughs) It it would be too easy to give you a few things. (laughs) You'll you'll be sleuthing over there, and I'll I'll say the one thing, and then you'll know, and I'll be like, well, crap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't supposed to tell anyone. (laughs) All right. Well, we will uh, let you go, and uh, we really appreciate you coming by and talking to us. And uh, it's been way too long since we've been able to, you know, sit down with you. But uh, you're welcome back anytime, too. 
thank you so much. I appreciate you all having me on and chatting with you is always great. Um, hope everything's going great for you guys as well. Oh, yeah. We're we're plugging away, keeping busy. So. Good. Good. Yeah. So, all right. Now, on that note, we will end this podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Excellent. Thank you. It's really been very interesting um, reconnecting and catching up with the guests uh, last weekend, this week. Um, you know, we, we have um, one story to follow up on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, well, um, I think it's like the significance of backstory sessions because it really is like capturing your story, your legacy. Um, so you're not, you know, if you're not here anymore, your story still lives on. Um, so I think that's very cool. Uh, well, we're not hoping that any of our guests go away anytime soon, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get the sentiment of what you're saying. Well, um, one of our guests, we had Jocelyn Ty and, she was a guest to tell us about her grandmother, Granny Opal. And um, Granny Opal did pass away uh, last January. Um, Jocelyn said that they had a very small outside funeral for her and celebrated her life. Um, that they, you know, continuously looked through uh, picture books. Uh, so they, they took a lot of pictures with her and that she's just really very much a part of their life and their thoughts and that she always will be. So I think that is a great testament to her life and backstory. And I'm really just honored that we were able to have that episode while she was still with us. And, um, you know, now for her children, grandchildren, you know, as it will just always be a recorded part of history. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty awesome that we got to do that and, uh, you know, save that for the family and, um, you know, I'm pretty happy we were able to do that. Yes. And I, I'm thankful, um, for Jocelyn, telling us the story and then also giving us the update so that for the listeners that I'm sure were inspired by that story and they um, they now know of the significance uh, of her memory living on yeah, I agree uh, yeah it's always always nice when uh, you can I guess uh, close out the you know, find out what happened to some of the guests, and, um, you know, it's unfortunate that she passed, um, but, uh, you know, I'm happy that we were able to record that for the family. Me too, and it sounds like we would all be quite lucky um, if we achieved half of the things that she did and left the legacy and memory that she has. That's, that seems like a, a life well lived, I think. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Uh, I know she, she's a pretty impressive woman, and uh, you know, uh, got to do a lot of things. And uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with what you said.
So whether you called her Granny Opal or Opal Granny, um, you know, we, uh, our thoughts go out to the family. And thank you for sharing that story, Jocelyn, with us. All right. On that note, that ends the this long, long episode. And uh, this long, uh, you know, I think we had eight or nine guests and, um in the last two episodes and uh it's been a interesting interesting uh arc wouldn't you say yes um I, I really enjoyed it and i look forward to the next three weeks of the celebrity catch-ups to see what's going on with them as well you just kind of feel like you make some friends along the way and uh it's yeah, that's what it becomes like, just catching up with friends. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, that's very true. Uh, in the case of uh, all of them, actually, um, it's been great talking to them and finding out the things that have happened since we last spoke and, uh, you know, getting to hear their, I don't know, getting to hear their stories again and reconnecting and stuff. It's been great. So I think that the listeners will enjoy the next three episodes as well. And um, I'm sure it won't be the last time that we talk with our celebrity friends or our local friends. No, probably not. Um, You know, well, I think they'll enjoy it. Not probably not. They won't like it. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's always great to catch up with people um, and We've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of interesting people along the way and uh, hear their stories. And now we're sort of coming back to them to see what's next or what they've been up to. And uh, we've gotten some surprising things, I think. And we have always our next season to uh, meet some new friends and see where that takes us. That's true. We have uh, a couple new things coming up, which we'll talk about on a future episode, but uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, It always is, and I don't foresee that um, stopping anytime soon. Well, I know I'm going to continue to be charming and interesting, so... uh, I will try, you know. You have to show up. Yeah, that's true, and push the right button. (laughs) Well, you know... I don't know how that's going to go, but I'm one out of two. <laughs> <I can prepare laughs> up. All right. On that note, we'll end this podcast. We thank you all for listening. Talk to you all soon. Take care. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at iwriteplays at outlook.com. Or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at gmail.com or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.